you were actually putting me on to a lot of the stuff that was going on with Mikey uh, just this weekend. Um, as far as, like, the fight and stuff, because I didn't know, like, what was going on as far as um, that North Cal, that North Cal, like, championship game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude, I was kind of surprised that, like, didn't get, like, national attention. Because from, like, when I was coaching in high school, I follow, like, all these different, like, high school Twitter pages. Right. So then, like, one day, like, scrolling through, and I saw that, and I was like, no way. Like, if someone, like, that type of caliber into that crazy fight, because it was a county championship game, and, like, the team was Camden. And, like, I don't know if it's, like, nationwide that people know, but, like, Camden's probably, like, one of the worst cities in America, probably. Pretty close. Mm-hmm. And Camden, I think it's a county in New Jersey. Or whatever it was, like, Camden, oh, this is California. School, like Camden High School. This is California. So, but oh no, dude, that fight's in New Jersey. But the guns happened in California. Oh, I thought this was during a North Cal like playoff game. Was that? No, that was a New Jersey playoff game. Oh, my bad, my bad. So, and I'm kind of surprised too that. He's one of the top players in the country, and he's playing for Camden. But Camden is such a good team, too. So it's like he, he like a dude at that caliber is still in the hood. But the team is so good that he can't really, like, go anywhere else in the state. So he's kind of screwed. But now yeah. – so, like, that was probably, like, the beginning of, like, holy shit, like, you're a top dude's, like, in a situation like that. Because that fight was pretty crazy. And then afterwards – Someone ended up getting stabbed, like, right outside the school or, like, near the school or something like that. And one of the yeah. players that got into the fight, I don't think, ha- hasn't been able to go back to school. So, now, couple maybe, like, a month or two later, he goes to California for, I don't know, I don't think they said any reason why he went there. Maybe for a tournament or something. Or maybe just to... Well, he's from there. That, that's oh, why I was thinking this really? is Cali. Yeah, because he's actually from California. Shit. Yeah, he's from San Diego. And um yeah, dude, that's crazy. That dude like him, he can go to jail for like three or four years just for the for having a gun on him. Yeah, because then didn't they say like each count like there is like a six like, months. Six months and he has what yeah. four counts? Yeah. That's crazy. Tough, man. That's tough. And it's like he has an NIL deal with Puma one of the first high schoolers that have an NIL deal. Like, no one around him has been able to protect him is, like, pretty sad. Yeah, I mean, he was having all these, like, cars and shoes and clothes, and he was meeting all these people. Like, when he first got the NIL, NIL deal, like, it was a big deal, man. Like, it was, like, he was really, like, on top of everything, on top of the world. Like, his social media oh, was yeah. going crazy. He was always on overtime. He was always on, like, Instagram. You always see a highlight of him. Now, you don't really see much of him. And even, like, when his season was still ongoing, like, there was kind of, like, a... Like, he was kind of, like, shadow banned, in a way. Mm -hmm. Like, from the internet. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Like... Yeah, no. I I was gonna say, though, like, I guess the thing I thought about instantly, and that I think 
people are going to try to make an argument now is that is it should there be restrictions on giving nil deals out too soon because now you see a young dude like this i mean what he was 16 17 at the time when he got the deal from puma Mm -hmm. and you know you give these kids you know millions of dollars hundreds of thousands of dollars really for their for their cases and they they fumble the bag or they don't know what to do with the bag because there's no one in their family. They're they're instantly the breadwinner of their family at 16 years old. Like that's mm-hmm. even younger than when LeBron got into the league himself. And you know what I mean? That's younger than anyone. So how can you expect a 16 year old make hundreds of thousands of dollars to know how to responsibly use that? And then if he's not in a good situation and pretty much the parents probably technically have that cash because he's not 18 yet. He's not even legal. He's not even an adult. So if the parents aren't helping him and like leading him down the right path, then the parents could be wasting the money. You can be doing anything crazy, especially if he's in Camden, New Jersey, then who knows what other people are around and everyone's going to know that, Hey, this dude has all this money. Like bad things could possibly happen. Yeah, I think there's just like risks associated, more risks associated to working with kids that are just of that age. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's more harm than good that that does. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm I'm not mad at him eating. Like, I mean, he's getting his money and that's great for him. But at the same time, who's teaching him the responsibility of having all that wealth? Like, I wouldn't be able to tell him. I've never been in that situation. Um, you know, and obviously his parents never been in that situation. So what the hell can they tell him? You know, like it's tough, especially when he's the one bringing in the bread. Yeah. There should be like, since Puma has so much money, there should be a person like assigned to him and be like, Hey, this is how you do business stuff. This is how taxes work. This is how, I don't know, what other stuff associated with the deal, how it works and how to like help them. Because then right. now this kind of makes Puma look bad in a way, too. Why do you think that? This, just like this is situation. Like this supposed to be like the future of their company, I guess, kind of. Or like one right. people to be like, hey, let's start giving out deals to high schoolers. Maybe like this could turn into a good thing. And now that he's the first one, and now they're like, ooh, maybe this isn't such a good thing. Oh, maybe we, should, we shouldn't have done that. Right. Um, yeah, no, I, I hear you. Yeah, I think it's just going to be, at this point, he, like, it's one of those things where he's kind of ruining it for the people that are going to come after him yeah. is where I'm really going. Like, the, like these maybe, these not, aren't even really necessarily my arguments about it because I, I don't see a problem with people his age getting money. But like you said, there has to be more things in place to protect that athlete who has never seen this, these amount of zeros in his life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they do that in the NBA. As soon as these players get into the league and drafted, they go through various trainings, um, you know, financial literacy and just to get them mm-hmm. ready to invest or whatever they need to do. Uh, now, a matter of what they do with that information is, <laughs> you know, neither here nor there. Yeah. But, you know, you saying that to dudes that are as – as early as 19, 20 years old coming into the NBA, I mean, imagine a 16-year-old. Yeah, it's hard for them. Imagine a 16-year-old 
where there's not nearly as much as many resources for him to 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 be protected and to learn how to just be more responsible with what he has so he can you know because when you're 16 you're not thinking long term you're not thinking about what's happening what what you can do with this money down the road you know what i mean like you're looking at as soon as he gets that money he's probably blowing half of it on chains cars shoes whatever you know you would hope that someone was in his ear to kind of you know get him somewhere else and and it, i mean that, that that just comes with the territory though yeah, especially for him he's a top 5 recruit he's just like oh i i just have to go to college for a year and then i'm going to be in the league anyway so screw it right right and it's like i i don't want to say this as if he's not like I don't think he's down bad or anything like that. I don't think he lost like all his money, but it's just like, you know, with that money came a different set of stardom, really. Mm-hmm. So once he got that set of stardom, you know, now he there there comes more responsibilities that come with it. You know what I mean? Like he had a chance. I mean, I heard uh, who was that? I think JJ Redick was it JJ? No, it was RJ. It was Richard Jefferson. And he was talking about John Morant. And, you know, a lot of people with this Mikey Williams situation, they've been referring to John Morant, too, because the similar situation has been happening to him in the NBA. But Richard Jefferson was talking about how, you know, uh, John was starting to become, you know, already a superstar, but he was starting to become on the level of being an ambassador of the league. And being an ambassador of the league just comes with responsibilities. Do you want those responsibilities or not? That's not really your call. Like when you're that talented and that gifted and that paid, responsibilities come to you. And the same thing is what I'm saying for Mikey Williams is like, you know, I I don't know what his financial, you know, issues are. We know what his legal issues are right now. Um, And sometimes like we see with John Morant, when you get that money and you get that fame, like some things start going to your head. It starts getting very difficult for you to manage. You got family. You're just the the top of your household at that point. And then Mikey became that at 16. Yeah, it's crazy. And especially for in Jaws' situation, it was like all of his friends and like other people too as well. So who knows if he has like a crew or whoever other friends, family, family friends, whoever else is around him all the time. But for him, like I have all the states to do that in. California is probably one of the worst. Oh yeah, they're pretty. I, I'm pretty sure they're pretty strict with their gun laws. With gun laws, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully he uh, recovers easily. I think uh, it'll be a perfect time to get into John Morant too, um, and more so. I don't know. I would say positive, but you know, for him, he he's kind of fighting back on the situation with that teenager that accused John Moran of hitting him in the face and everything like that and threatening him with a gun. Uh, it looks like John counter, uh, counter stood uh, against the Memphis teenager. And I guess the teenager said that he alleged assault battery uh, and slander towards John Moran uh, and John's countersuit here. Uh, it looks like they filed it not too long ago but they were claiming damages for Morant's reputation, saying that this lawsuit in general and it being publicized put John Morant at risk of losing like endorsement deals and different contracts and 
there's millions of dollars in the future. Well, currently and in the future. Yeah. Um. So I mean, to me, I I, I like that he's throwing a, a punch back and trying to you know write the narrative. Um. Because there was a lot that happened in this situation, like from both sides. Um. See the video. So I guess someone leaked it or posted the video of the the guy talking to the cop about it about the situation. The kid. Yeah. The teen. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't see that. I didn't even know there was a video. And the teenager is not really that believable, honestly. She's kind of like, like walking around his house, and the cop is like trying to get the story. And the kids was just like, "Uh, John Morant did it." The cop was like, "What?" It was like (laughs) the dude on the Grizzlies. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, him." It's just like, I don't know. They could have said anybody. You about you talking about number. 22 on the Grizzlies? He's like, yeah, that guy. He's like, that's, that's my guy, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. The video, I don't think, helped that teenager's cause. But, I don't know. Yeah, John Morant definitely had to do something here. If he just, like, it's, like, one of those things people will probably always remember and always bring up, especially during the playoffs, to get under his skin. So, it's not like the story's ever going to go away. So, like, he had to fight back or do something. Or in my else, head, yeah. I was thinking who knows? Draymond, <laughs> but Draymond doesn't have a bunch of a leg to stand on with punching, <laughs> knocking out his teammates. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you never know because I haven't heard anything about the Powerade um, thing with him. So maybe they haven't done anything with that either. That's one of the things he could have lost money on. Yeah, it's again, it's just like what we talked about before with like Kyrie and like. There is a there's a lot of deals that are just kind of sitting around waiting to mm-hmm. see how things play out. Now Kyrie is a different story because I don't I think a lot of people actually did jump ship with him, but um, in this instance, I think it's one of those things where the 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 brands are waiting and sitting around for this to, to kind of die down for people to forget. To be quite yeah. honest, and which they will. Uh, not the players though, like you said, the NBA players they're gonna say the something fans. to him every game. Uh, fans definitely won't forget. <laughs> they're not gonna forget. Excuse me, they're not gonna forget for their game, like that 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 night of the games. Like, oh, Jaw, like you're gonna shoot me next, or Jaw, you gonna do this next? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're gonna be yeah. saying some crazy stuff to him. Like, just like Russell Westbrook the other day. Like, some fan. I mean, what <laughs> they just called him Westbrook. Do you see that video? Was it the one from last night? Like he was in like in their locker. I don't even know, like a lounge or something. Yeah. What was it, that? It looked like that, that was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a weird area to just be in for a fan. For a fan, for that matter, to just be chilling, and Russ is just walking by. But that's a. I don't. I wouldn't say normal, but like, they they have stuff like that at different arenas where oh, really? you know. You're walking into the tunnel, and I don't know about a lounge like that, but obviously fans are able to stand and like, oh, yeah. like get high fives from their yeah, team yeah. as they run through. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen a, a couch. Yeah, that's why I was like <laughs> so confused. Yeah. I'm like, did he like go into like a suite or something, or like I don't know. I've never yeah, seen I, I don't know what that was. I thought like I thought that was off. Russ on his way. Right, I thought that was Russ on his way to the court. That's what I thought. I mean, it looked like he was headed to the court. So I thought that was like right next to where the entrance from the back of the you know 
towards the locker rooms to the court. Like I thought that's what it was. Um, could be wrong. I mean, I I've never been. Was to, it three uh, halftime? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that was a that weird. Was so I don't random. know what. Yeah, it just kind of came out later on. Um, I don't know. I mean, more and more we're starting to hear more about these fan interactions and stuff. Like, and not even with just like the players, but with celebrities. Like E Forty had that situation in Sacramento. Yeah. Um, you know, had some racist things said to him, or not even racist things. He had racist, uh, racial bias happen to him. I actually read that story because it was like one, uh, it was this uh, white woman saying a bunch of things to him allegedly, and E forty. He said he respectfully told her to shut up, pretty much, and she wouldn't. So then it became like a back and forth. Security came over. And security instantly went to him and was like, you got to go and kicked out E-40. Yeah, so didn't even, like, get his side of the story. Just, like, let her enjoy the rest of the game and assisted E-40 out. So, not great. (laughs) Real bad luck, especially for her first playoff game in forever. Yeah. Like, King's security's got to get on their shit. Because there must be, like, a list or something of, like, all the famous people that go to games. Like, they must know, like, hey, there's certain people in certain sections or certain rows. Like, hey, we got to protect the uh, the team, but also those guys, too. Right. Yeah, so I, I don't know, man. They they got to protect all the all of those that are involved, too. Because I thought about it, and I was like, what if this wasn't E-40? Like, what if this was just me? Yeah. <laughs> and I was just sitting there, and... Some, you know, racist white lady wants to start saying some crazy stuff to me. We have a back and forth. She clearly started it, but then security comes and assists me out. Like, how would I get the attention of a, a sport organization if I'm not E40? Because oh, I feel like was. this only happened because E40 is E40 and he's a celebrity. Oh, like, if this were me, like, nothing would happen. I would just... I guess that, just chalk yeah, it up to that. the to the board, yeah. Like it's just like damn. Yeah, that's bad. But like, how do you think they could fix that, or like fix like fans like going overboard, just always just keep kicking them out and not laying, like banning them? I think you can make uh, harsher sentences <laughs> that would deter people from coming. Um, you know, we've seen people get banned for life. Uh, yeah. We've seen people get banned for a season. We've seen people get banned for two seasons. Uh, so you can make harsher sentences, but how they go about assessing that, I don't know. Like in this scenario, mm-hmm. like I don't think, I don't think the the woman. I don't know what she should happen here. Honestly, like I don't know what the conversation was. I don't know if you know. I'm not just gonna go based yeah. on what E40 said because that's just one side of the truth. You know, this is one side of the story. So we really don't know. Like, I know his perspective. Yeah, there's no, like, I don't know if there's a video. There's always a video, apparently. But, you know, (laughs) there's always evidence. But I don't know. That's not his first time, like, getting into it with a fan either. Yeah, like Utah. It happens a lot with him. Yeah. Yeah, in in Utah, they banned the dude. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that was the one in Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that person was banned for life, I believe. Because there's a lot of yeah, just you know, I don't know how they go ahead, go about assessing those though. 
Like that's a hefty band. I mean, <laughs> I was uh, on Twitter the other day and I was watching this video. I don't know why it just came up. I don't know why this is coming to my brain right now. But I was watching this video of these people just fighting in the airport, right? Like you see those videos from time to oh, time yeah, where like, yeah. Yeah. you know, I, I, I I've never seen that happen. Like when I'm at the airport, Mm-hmm. it's usually always spirit or frontier unfortunately <laughs> but you know they were talking about why would anyone the catch was like why would anyone you know want to get into a fight do you not realize how shitty the no fly ban is like to not be able to travel by by plane ever like yeah, that's true. the worst ban you could get yeah that's so, so bad Shout out to all those January 6th people. Huh? I said, were you going to drive all the way out to California? It's going to take you like two weeks. Exactly. Yeah, I was saying shout out all those January 6th people on that no-fly list. Are they? I didn't know that. Oh, there is quite a few people that can never fly ever again because of of them being on that list. That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, and they flew out there for January 6th, so. Yeah. (laughs) Sucks to suck. Um, but yeah, so I guess, uh, one thing or a couple things also with John Morant, like he added some, some more context to his side of the story. Um, well, more so he just added his side to the story. So in the countersuit, he also claimed that, um, the, the teenager threw the ball in Morant's face at, you know, at his own house, which that's really bold. I want to know who this kid is to even have been invited to John's house. He yeah. don't just get there. Like, I thought about this the whole, I thought about that the whole time. I'm like, how do you just think... He's going to let you into an open gym and just play against them. Exactly. Like, why would you like, want to play against a 17-year-old? But, bro, this is at his house. Oh, true. <laughs> this is at John's house. That's, That's why I'm like, like, how did you... Who is this kid? <laughs> like, but anyways, so... Apparently, he threw the ball at Jaw's face, which is even crazier. He did this at his own crib. And then, <laughs> apparently, Jaw said, like, his fist got balled up. You know, they're painting the picture there. And, like, they're trying to pull on the heartstrings. And they're just like, you know, his fist was balled up as he approached Morant. So, Morant got worried and uh, and punched him in the face. You know, so pretty much he was saying he was uh, aggravated. And that's why he, you know, had to do what he had to do to protect himself. Um, but also, the teen, it said that the teen told uh, Morant that he would be back to light up his house like fireworks. This is, yeah. That's, Went on know. to threaten John Morant on social media, too, like on Snapchat, apparently. they uh, the, the family reported the threat to the police, but for some reason, they didn't charge or file any, you know, charges after the threat, which... I don't know. Yeah, that like if that actually happened, why would you go to police and then not file anything unless you thought you did something yourself? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> this whole situation doesn't seem right. No, they're trying to save that man's money and his career, but it's it's man. I mean, we'll we'll get into it. But jaw getting injured, man. Like you get to see it on his face, like. This season's taking a toll on him, but it's a learning moment. It's a teaching moment. Yeah, he needed to go through this season so he can be better on the other side. Mm-hmm. 
this is like one of those things like cliche, like it's either going to bring you up to wherever you got to be or it's going to bring you down and he's going to be SOL. So yep. it's going to be up to him in the offseason what he does with this situation. 100%. 100%. Let's transition over to the college game real quick. Um, you had an interesting topic about general managers and the college game uh, and within athletic departments. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, like, I'm really surprised no one really has been talking about this. So last week, Villanova hired uh, the Quinnipiac's head basketball coach as their GM of both the men's and women's basketball team. So, like, his job will be, like, doing NIL deals and kind of, I guess, getting data or trying to do stuff with transfers because there's, like, a thousand something transfers. So having it school, having a school, and that's just for guys for a thousand dudes. So I don't even know how many women transfers there are as well. But he's going yeah. to be helping with that and making sure both teams have like, I guess, certain data or have the help that they need so that they can be on the ball with transfers. And they're hmm. the second school. Last year, Duke hired someone, I think from Nike someone from like their marketing team to do that type of stuff so i don't know maybe it's it's pretty interesting like you never know maybe all these big schools are going to start having gms for each of their teams to help them with all this nil and all of this transferring stuff yeah i like this idea of having a general manager because i mean there are a lot of athletic departments that are already starting to have nil um, specific yeah, and uh, specific yeah. jobs and groups that are working towards this. I, I know my alma mater, uh, Wichita State, they have programs already set where you have a tutorial on how to navigate through NIL and contracts wow. and things like that just for the athletes only. Um, to re- Well, not even just athletes. Let me take that back. It's also for coaches, and it's for uh, people that are seeking maybe this GM role too. Like I could honestly see – my school doing this, my old school doing this. Um, I, I like the idea. And even Marquette, dude. What did you say? Sorry. Even Marquette now. They definitely will probably have one too pretty soon in the next oh, yeah. like two, three years. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, as as they cr- climb to being just a, a overall bigger and better program mm-hmm. uh, under oh, yeah. you know our coach now, yeah, under Shaka, like, they're, they're definitely going to get even higher profile athletes because of how far we got into the tournament. Like, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I think, yeah, like, Milwaukee loves Marquette, too. Like, so there's going to be a lot of NIL deals locally that they can do. Oh, yeah. um, but we just need bigger names to come to the school. We need someone that's honestly like a five-star. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if you get someone – because now, like – all these smaller schools are kind of like minor leagues. These dudes that are maybe almost getting to the tournament or they're averaging like 20 and whatever or like killing it at like a small school, see like Hofstra. Yeah. And then that's like their stepping stone to going to Marquette, Alabama, Duke, whoever. So stuff with that too. Like you never know. Maybe – you think some dude maybe you don't always need that five star recruit too. Maybe you get one of these guys locally or from one of these small schools that come over. I think it, it could totally change your team. 
Yeah, and I think having this GM role too, um, just to off, off that point too, is just like having that GM role will also allow a lot of duty duties that were already fallen on other people. Mm-hmm. They can alleviate them. And I hope the head coach just be the head coach. Just worry about basketball. Cause I think that was – or football or whatever sport it is. Because that was a big issue that we were starting to see that a lot of these coaches had to become uh, – you know, they had to pitch deals, essentially, yeah. to, these, to, these, to these athletes that are coming in. Um, now the coach – I mean, obviously the coach has to recruit, but maybe the GM is part of that process now too, it's sounding like. Um, and more connections too, because like say, because usually there's like three or four assistants at these schools. Right. Say each assistant has a hundred kids to look at film. That's like nothing compared to all the people in transfer portal. So right. maybe they have someone else that dude has connections. Like Quinnipiac isn't too too far from Villanova, so maybe mm. he knows people or other coaches that want have certain dudes that are looking to transfer or I don't know, know certain companies that want to do NIL deal, like Duke getting someone from Nike, maybe she from doing marketing for so long with them. Maybe they know how to do marketing for NIL deals. Like they know which deals are good or which ones are bad, like stuff like that. Right. It was yeah. interesting. That, like Duke got someone that's not really involved in like basketball, basketball. They're doing mm-hmm. more marketing. And now Villanova is getting a guy that used to be a basketball head coach for a long time. So that's yeah. pretty too. I wonder which one would work better. Like, yeah. What, what What's the better like background to have for that role? Is it the one that's, you know, that knows how to market their players and know how to uh, attain nil deals in a sense Mm -hmm. and which ones would make sense or is it the one that understands the x's and o's a little better understands the players and how they think and what's going on when it comes to the transfer portal because that sounds like that's the biggest part of this yeah uh, for this villanova move is to how are we going to manage the transfer portal and dudes attempting to come in and leave i don't think a lot of dudes are looking to leave villanova not no. a lot of dudes. No. So they're obviously trying to look into the people that are trying to come in mm-hmm. and whether they have the space or the spot. I really don't know. This is an interesting I, – I think more will come from it. Um, and we're going to see more GMs being hired by schools, like you said. So I like, like the idea. My dream job, dude. No, that would be amazing, honestly. It, it's not out of the cards. <laughs> Definitely not on the cards. You're already on the right track with having a basketball, college basketball on your your resume. So, um, okay. So, I guess the last thing before we have a we have a couple things. Uh, let's get into the NBA. Back to the NBA, talking about the minimum games played rules. Um, and you you brought this up earlier too. So, if you wanna you wanna kind of speak on that as well. Yeah, like last week we talked about, we found out in the CBA that the minimum for awards or MVP or whatever, you have to be, you have to play in 65 games. Right. But when it came out, like for me, I thought maybe like the last couple of games due to like step on the floor and like step off and like kind of do one of those. But now yeah. it's like you have to play 20 minutes or at least 20 minutes in all those games. 
So I thought that was a lot, honestly. See, Mikael Bridges, Mikael Bridges has that streak of, you know, most games played, consecutive games played without missing a single game. And that final game of the season for Brooklyn, he just subs in literally for the night. Yeah. He starts, gets the jump ball, and then he gets, he, he uh, commits a foul, gets taken right out, and yeah. his record still remains. After this rule, uh, good luck, buddy. Well, I guess you'd still be able to do that for that game because I guess it would well, be. Well, he already 65. had the minimum. He yeah. already had over 65. Yeah. But I guess in general, as as far as if he were, you're right there. I, I forgot that first part of it. But that, like, if he were to be in that situation again, and he's at like 64. He's at 64. And take the fact that he already played the rest of the season there. But now, like, this rule makes it to where you just can't do that. Like, you can't just foul a guy and be like, all right, my, my, you know, I'm still good. Like, no, you're not. Like, you, you, now the game, it doesn't count as game played. Like, it doesn't count that you actually played a full duration of a game. And, like, guys probably do in some type of way in, like, January, December. Like, they probably don't go all out like it's the playoffs. But I hope, hopefully this doesn't make – dudes like half acid in like some games or like just like jog around and like not really try but like I don't know I feel like once you're playing that like you're not gonna make it like super obvious or hopefully they'll make it super obvious I think they they already do that but like you said I don't think it's like and I don't even know if they're like looking at it where oh, I don't want to make this too obvious type of thing. I think yeah. they're going out there, these players are going out there and just making sure that they preserve as much energy as possible. And that's their only goal. Like, they're just like, oh, I just want to make sure that I get my conditioning right. Or shoot, some of them may even go into a game, I bet. And they're like, okay, I'm going to work on this this game. Like, we, we went yeah. to go play. Who's a shitty team? I don't know. Charlotte. You go and play Charlotte. I'm going to work on my left hand today. I mean, like the Kobe story where he's like, oh, I'm only going to work on my left hand this game. And he shot everything with his left. You know? Like, I think players really do do that. Now, they may not be as good at at it as Kobe was, (laughs) but they definitely may go in there. Like, I know LeBron, he's like, all right, I'm going to get my post work today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can get back to my faders because I'm going to need that later on. Or I'm going to just shoot threes just today. Yeah, I don't want to drive point. too much. I don't want to get hit, you know. And it's still going to look like they're working hard because the defensive end is where they can really show it. Mm-hmm. While on the offensive end, if you really just want to preserve your energy, all you got to do is stay around the arc and just yeah. get some shots or up. Even down low if your team allows that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So it's just – yeah, I think I think they're I think I like this rule. I like the twenty minutes minimum uh to be considered as a game played. I like it. Um they're they're not trying to you can't cheat the game, man. The players yeah. I said this before, the players are always gonna find a way to cut corners. Cause it's a job and I get it. This is their job. Trust me, when I was working at the movie theater, I was cutting corners all the time. I was always <laughs> trying to, you know, sneak away into the bathroom and do this so I didn't have to work as hard while I'm there. Like, everyone tries to find 
you know, little breaks. Yeah, trying to find little breaks in their job. Not much you can do as an attorney with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, there's no cutting corners as a lawyer. However, um, you know, you, you definitely want to find time to take breaks and things like that while you're working because you're just going to get burnt out if you just are doing something yeah, constantly. Yeah, you know, like you got to, it's not cutting corners. It's just, you got to take some time away, just mm-hmm. like 10 minutes or so. Um, so, yeah, I like the rule, though. Yeah, I think I'll like it. I think if I'm a player, I'm like injured. I think that will like kind of annoy me a little bit. But if you're in like that injured, you're probably not even going to be up for the word anyway. So, right. Like, you know, I think this will really show like which players actually want awards and which players are like, eh, screw it. Like, I'm just going to try and win a championship. See, my worry is that we're not going to have the guys that are the guys winning the big time awards like now we're gonna start having dudes kind of like what Draymond was saying the other week like we're now we're gonna start having dudes that really aren't the best in that role get these awards because they simply just made the minimum game requirement yeah especially for all I'm surprised that they said yes especially for all NBA because in certain situations it could it could like be like 50 million more, like 30 million more in their contracts. Right. Because who's up? Is it Ja that's up for it this summer? Or, oh, I forget. Or maybe it's Jalen Brown. If they're like all NBA, they get more money. I forget. I think it might be Ja. And I, that's why they're, that's why they're, um, they filed that countersuit mm-hmm. because they're saying that that may potentially hurt his chances of being all NBA and being eligible for max amount of dollars. And, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, it's, it's really wild out here. Like, just all the, the the little clauses and things that you can and can't do that may affect millions of yeah. earnings for you, you know? because yeah, there's probably going to be, like, not many situations, but definitely a couple they are, like, oh, that guy got all NBA, or, like, oh, this guy got that award, like, eh. Well, honestly, like, after that, in a couple of years, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, like, this, this, and this, like, oh, that person shouldn't have gotten it. Like, no one's going to remember. That. Right. Like, more like a I guess, For me, I never really, like, when I'm talking about who I think is a better player than somebody else or something like that, just having those conversations, I've never turned to, oh, this person's a 10-time all, first-team exactly. first all-NBA player. Exactly. I've never turned to that <laughs> argument before. I just don't – it's a weak It's a weak argument. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like Even the MVPs, it's like – it's not like football where, like, like those matter a little bit or, like, a lot more. Unlike other yeah. sports, like baseball, it matters more. Basketball is just, like, you got titles or not. Like, what do you got? You got scoring titles? True. You got this type of title? Like, what do you got? True. Because even, like, the dudes that are MVPs, like Charles Barkley, like, he's gotten an MVP before, but no championship. So he's not really in that room. Yeah, Yeah. he's not in the room with, like, he's still considered one of the greats, though. So he actually does get a pass, but it's it's, it's tough because he's still not considered in the room of, you know, Jordan, Braun, Shaq even. Shaq always lets reminds him yeah. of it. He's like, you're not There's in that like room. Levels. 
Yeah, there's like you're 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 one of the greatest to play the game, but you're not one of you're not in this class of yeah. people. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. I guess a little bit more. You know, jumping off of the the CBA with the minimum games being included into that. Uh, we also have a change in the CBA to allow teams to speak with their own free agents just one day after conclusion of these NBA playoffs and finals. So essentially sometime in June, I think before it used to be, it used to be quite some time. I wish I had it on uh, the, the the days on me, but you used like, to have quite some time you had to wait. Yeah. So maybe like a couple weeks or so. Yeah. And now, literally, the fact that they can start negotiating and talking to the free agents right after the finals, which makes sense. You know, I don't know why they always – I don't know why they made them wait to begin with. I don't know what the thinking yeah. would be there. Um, but, you know, you think about Jalen Brown. Like, now these players could get right to it as soon as the finals are over. You know, they can start being like, all right, let's get this out of the way. Like, how can we make this deal happen? And it's two weeks – I don't know. Sometimes you you hear stories about these players going dark on the organization for a little while because they want to go vacation. They want to be with their families. And I don't know if this, I know, not at all. I just don't think this rule changes much. Much, Yeah. Because I think the players know before that point if they're going to sign back with them or not. Like they already, they're already been thinking about this for a while. And like if I'm a player, and we made it to the finals or we made it like to this like pretty far in the playoffs or whatever. And the next day some dudes call me asking about contracts. Uh, I feel like I'd be pissed. Yeah, like, like I need give me like some time, dude. Yeah, something like or say like you win a championship. You're gonna be like, Oh, I wanna see you here forever, blah blah. Like it's right. you get too emotional, or like vice versa. If you lose, you're gonna be like, ah, screw this, I wanna go somewhere else. Like, now, granted, if we win in the championship and you're asking for, I mean, I'm I'm asking for a contract renegotiation right yes, away if I'm up exactly. for it. But like, you know, it's one but of those things that you don't you don't agree though, to it right away. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of situations though, some dudes use winning a championship to go somewhere else. So like, they might True. not like be like, hey, like I don't know, like, and then Gary if you, you tell a team I don't know, you might be sol too. So it's like yeah. I don't know. Kind of weird, weird spot. Like I'd rather wait a little bit. But yeah, no, yeah, that's Gary Payton. Exactly what happened with him. He won the championship, yeah. and he was like, you know what? You guys can't offer me what they can offer me, so I'm gonna have to go this place. But I think it's pretty good for like if I'm a player, would hate it. But if I'm in the front office, I would love it. Like you just need to do it, like or like you have to know the player and do it in a way like they wouldn't be pissed at you. Hmm. That makes sense. Like you got like, like offering them or what? Yeah, like if you say like, uh, say like you're on the Warriors and you know that if you say something to you in a certain way, like you'll get pissed. Like if you know like, hey, this dude needs some space. Maybe like they'll give you some space, or like instead of going to you, they'll go to the agent instead and talk to them. Like they have better better like person like personnel with them and like know like what to do and kind of like what not to do right so like for them it's like oh i have this opportunity to actually do something with it instead of just like sitting back and be like hey what do we do for a week 
Yeah, it give you a, give you a chance to kind of plan it out more on what yeah. your plan of attack would be to re-sign that player or what you even want to do to begin with with that player. Like, what do you have planned for the future and things like that? I, I think, too, I always wonder what the negotiation table looks like when a player is essentially a free agent. You know, you see players that were flying around the country meeting with these teams having sit downs and you know literally having negotiations at the bargaining table um i wonder if those are conversations where you're just throwing out a number or you're throwing out an amount of years or you're like okay this is how much we're looking for and then the team's like well this is how much we're offering and then it's just a matter of a conversation. Do you have uh, a whole presentation made if, if you're the agent <laughs> of like, this is how many, this is how productive the team is when he's on the court. This is how productive they are when they're off the court. This is the plus minus of the team, plus minus of the players. Uh, you know, just efficiency, like all that stuff probably goes into account. Like this stuff can get really like deep everything. It can yeah. get very detailed when you're having these conversations. Like, even working at an agency, like, I saw a little bit of the work that went in to when they negotiated at the table. And even when it came to coaches, because I was working more so on the college coaches and NBA coaches side. And, you know, we were definitely working with how are we going to be able to show this coach in the best possible light to get a new position elsewhere. And you had to look at, their winning percentage. Now they're a little more uh, limited because they don't have a big statistical database like yeah. an NBA player where you can look at their points, their turnovers, their three point percentage. Their, you know what I mean? Like with a coach, like what There's more? Can, that's it. Yeah. And I guess I'm just going down the rabbit hole, but it's, just a, it's an interesting thing to think about, like going to the negotiation table and just what 100%. those tables actually look like. Yeah, because, like, sometimes these dudes that report on it, they're like, oh, they met with the team for, like, six hours. Right. Like, like what the hell are they like, talking about they for do, six hours? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Do they just, like, talk about, like, their role on the team or they talk about the money first or – Yeah. Know, like, do they just I think about D-Wade. I think about D-Wade. And, you know, that was my favorite player when he was playing uh, in the NBA. And I remember when, after the 2016 season, I'll never forget Pat Riley for this, but then Pat <laughs> Riley offered D-Wade, like, a shit deal. He just had yeah. one of his greatest resurgence, like, in the playoffs for the Heat since probably, like, 2013. And the NBA, or the, the Miami Heat lowballed him. So he's like, you know what? I'm just going to start meeting with other teams. So he was literally flying around the country. He visited with Denver, Chicago, who he ended up playing with. New York even, like he was visiting with all of these teams and they were offering him great money. I mean, I think there was a point he was actually going to go to Denver because Denver was offering him like the most money. But then Chicago came through and, they, you know, that's where he's from. He's from the Chicago area. So he ended up just going. But I was very interested and fascinated with, okay, he's traveling around there. Like what presentations are they showing this guy when he pulls up to your city? Like, I know you guys probably have a picture of him, like, you know, photoshopped in a Nuggets jersey or some yeah. shit. But, like, 
what are you actually saying to try and persuade this dude to come there? Like, you know what I mean? He knows who's on the team. It's not like, oh, we got this guy and this guy. Like, he knows yeah. he played against him. Like, he's not dumb. Like, he watches film. Like, yeah. More, and it goes to your point. Dumb. He probably already knew who the hell he was going to. He, knew, he probably knew he was already going to go to Chicago. He's from there. Like, yeah. as soon as Chicago was an option, he was like, get me yeah, to Chicago. Yeah. Like, I'll hear, the, I'll hear these other guys out. But for the most part, I already know where I want to go. But I'm just doing this as a formality, I guess, and just to weigh my options out and see what my options truly are. But, yeah, I, I'm interested to hear, like, you know, what the what the uh, the teams actually provide to these players when they're when they go into these uh, negotiations. But um, I think I think we covered about everything we wanted to before playoff talk. Man, let's talk about these playoffs, man. Because this is being this has been a fire start to the playoffs. Um, I'm surprised with some of the yeah. series so far, man. Um, let me take a second to talk, man. My Miami Heat, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know Giannis went down. I pray, pray, pray for the best. I hope he comes back. Um, I hope he comes back next game. I I I have a feeling he will be back next game uh, for game two. Miami ended up winning game one. I was in the building. I was hyped. I was hyped. I, I sat down on my seat. I, I had a hoodie on. I had a hoodie. I had a backwards heat hat cap on, and I had my hoodie on. And the heat, you know. Oh, yeah. As soon as I walk into – first of all, I didn't even get in the building yet. And dude was like, I hope you have a horrible day. I'm like, I hope you do too. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, he was like, yo, I just hope you guys lose. I'm like, I hope y'all lose too. Like, what do you want to say, bro? Like. I'll say Milwaukee fans, man, y'all are the worst trash talkers ever, dog. Like, step <laughs> your game up. First off, I didn't even really say nothing because I wasn't even on that type of time. It's Sunday. It was rainy. It was cold. I didn't <laughs> care to really talk to anybody like that. I went with my – I went with uh, Frankie, you know, friend of the pod. Oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah. You know, big-time Bucks fan. He well, he wasn't too happy after the game, I understand. Um but as I told him, I was like, dude, Giannis is going to be back next game. And yeah. I already had, I already know that Miami is going to lose this series if he comes back. Now, if he doesn't, then Miami is getting out of here. And if we do, we're good. I, I can see us beat. We have a shot because I can see oh, us beating the Knicks or the Cavs too. Yeah. Like we can beat those teams. Mm-hmm. We would just have to go through freaking Boston again. Um, <laughs> and we have no shot if we play Boston. We have no shot. So, you know, that's just the playoffs, man. It's it's a matter of, obviously, skill, game planning, adjustments. But you also need a little bit of luck, man. Oh, and any championship run that has happened, teams have faced up against player, uh, against other teams that their star player had went down or a pivotal role player went down. Like, that's just how the playoffs go. Exactly. So, people – I don't want people to start discre- – like, if Miami comes out and Giannis doesn't come back or he doesn't come back fully healthy because no one is fully healthy right now, I don't want to hear that talk because I can already see it coming. Yeah. I don't want to hear that talk of, oh, well, Giannis was there. Duh. I don't want to hear that. It's not like he played every single game this season. He was hurt. It's like a solid stretch of the season. I think I think he missed like almost like twenty games this year. 
So it's not like the Bucks were like, oh my God, what do we do without him? Like the Bucks were uh, yeah. first off, the Bucks are a great team even without him. Yeah, exactly. Like they're still a top four team oh, without yeah. Giannis. So yeah. it's just like I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but that's enough about Miami. Great win. We'll probably never shoot the ball as well as we did like that for probably the rest of the playoffs. That's fine. <laughs> I was happy to see Duncan Robinson out there. Uh, I was just oh, happy. That's so weird how he broke oh, his hand. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, that little slide. And we thought when, when it happened, you know, he laid on the ground for a second. Like he just sat there. And then he he finally got himself up, but then he had that jump shot. And when he I shot, that's when you were it looked like it, right? I mean, <laughs> definitely an air ball hit the net, but it yeah. was just like the way he shot it. If you look at how he shot it, he like kicked his Super legs awkward. out trying to get more power under it. Like he could you could tell it clearly hurt him. But hey, shout out. I mean, he's a dog. He's officially a Miami Heat dog, man. Because <laughs> the fact that he was even willing to shoot with a broken hand. Yeah. He knew that it was like he knew That's it was tough. fucked up, and he yeah. still was like, "Nah, I'm I'm still shooting." We still he's still trying to win. He was still in yeah. mid to win mode. That's the mentality I love. <laughs> Unlike Bam, who keeps forgetting that he plays for the Miami Heat, man. <laughs> like he's just out there getting cardio, even though he did he, statistically he looked great. But if you watch basketball and you actually watch him, watch yeah. him next game. Watch how unaggressive he is. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? Missed bunnies. Missed a ton of bunnies, man. Or he, he just takes, doesn't look at the rim. Or he takes hard jump shots. Yeah. It's like he'll try to do like these Jordan fadeaways, and it's just like, what are you doing? Just you're bigger than him. Use your athleticism and your size, and just go around him. He never takes the open shots, man. He never takes yeah. the open shots, and 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 Brooke Lopez. He had his back partially turned to him the whole time because he just wasn't – when Bam would get the ball, he was so worried about running the set play that he wasn't even looking at, um, you know, actually getting his own shot. Yeah. Like, he's he's a th- he needs to become more of a threat out there. But um, I, I, I like our chances, even with Giannis, honestly. Like, I we were playing him pretty well. We got him in the foul trouble early, um, him and Drew. And, you know, that worked in our favor. Uh, so we were doing pretty well, even when Giannis was, wasn't was – well, when he was playing, I mean. Yeah, it's not the first time they played them in a series, so. No, we played them, like, yeah. four times yeah. in the last, like, you know, whatever. It, we played them, like, three times in the last four years in the playoffs. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, at least, like, they know, like, what he wants to do, what he doesn't want to do, what his strengths are. So, right. Um, they got a chance. Got a chance. You got a shot. You know, the hardest part is winning one away game. So that's what I said. That, so. As long as we get the one, I'm cool with it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, speaking of teams with no shot, the Hawks, no shot. This is gonna be a sweep. Oh, yeah, terrible. Um the Nuggets and Timberwolves. I didn't Timberwolves watch any of that game, but no shot for the Timberwolves. Not even worth talking yeah. about. Um <laughs> let's see, who else we got? I mean the Cavs, everything else. Is a good game. I mean, it's a good series. I mean, the Sixers and Nets, I, I'm cool on that. Yeah, the Sixers and Nets, I mean, that's your squad. So, I mean, I'll let you talk about it, but. No, nah, they they got no shot. <laughs> What's this? Like, 
I think they'll keep it respectable. Like they were winning before, now they're losing. Like they'll keep it close, but they don't have the firepower or the size to deal They're doing with a great job right now. I mean, they're only down, let's see if he makes this. Five. They're only down five. So, I mean, going into the fourth, hopefully they keep these stops. Like, hopefully they get a stop on me. But, you know, only down five going into the fourth, like, they can still edge it out and tie this series up. They, they Again, they just need, like you just said, they only need a win on the road. Um, but that's a tall task. Cam Johnson scored 25 points, though. True. Bro, Joan B. Joan Beat only has 10 points with six turnovers right now. It's the end yeah. of the third quarter. So yeah, they're, they're doing a, game a great job. Yeah. Playing fast. I think Doc that's Vaughn, the, man. Yeah, he's he's smart. Dude, he should get at least be like top three in coach of the year voting. Easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, has yeah. To. Or at least get it. Like, the job ah, he did. No, Mike the Brown. job he did. Mike, no, he did a great season. job. But Mike Brown, bro? Uh the Kings oh, ended uh, a 16 year yeah, drought. There's, <laughs> there's no chance anyone gets that that award over Mike Brown this year. That's Even fair. though I agree, Jack Bond yeah. was great. He had to deal with so much. Yeah. And, Yo, let's talk about just, the Kings series. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a good oh, series. Yeah. yeah, that game two is tonight, man. I that it was by far one of the best game ones I had seen. Um. It was just exciting. It was super fast-paced. And Mike Brown said he wants them to play even faster. I don't know how they can play. I watched the first half. I don't yeah. know how they can play faster. I don't but, know dude, That's That's such a smart game plan. But Mike Brown was an assistant for them forever. So, like, he knows. He Harrison knows Barnes won them. a championship with them as yeah, well. Too. Like, they're old. Not, like, old. But, like, they're getting old. So, right. and... The Warriors kind of don't really want to play their young bench guys in important playoff games either. Right. So even if they keep speeding it up, keep them making them tired that they're going to have to play those guys and take advantage of the younger guys. So that's smart. Because like, yeah, I, the I Kings have a good amount of vets too. They do. They, they, well, listen, this team, this is why I said conference finals. These This team is going to the conference finals, man. But – it sucks because they would have to go against the Lakers, and you know yeah. I want the Lakers to get to the finals. But if the well, Kings end up playing the Lakers, man, I don't know. It's all going to depend on – oh, my God, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, the dude on the Warriors. For the Kings? Oh, for the Warriors. Oh, what's his name? Hmm, not Jordan Poole. He, back. he just came back. Oh, you're talking about uh, Wiggins. Wiggins, yes. Yeah. Bro, let's go ahead. He looked, like, slow. Like he looked tired, he looked gassed. Yes he and no, like, no legs. He he played pretty well to me. Like for for someone like, that hadn't played the last twenty whatever games, like he mm-hmm. played pretty well. The only thing is his legs weren't with him. Like to your point, his legs weren't with him for that final shot, um, for that three. You know, but if he would have made that, bro, they would have been saying like, oh, like it's over. The Warriors are going to the championship yeah, exactly. because like. You know, he he is going to change everything. And I just think that they, with him now, bro, like the Warriors are going to be dangerous. Like if they get out of this series, like they're they're definitely – they're going to the finals yeah. again. Dude, even if they go down 2-0 tonight, I'll still be like they're pretty solid. Like they're good. Like 
they have a chance. Well, yeah. I mean, again, the old saying, series never that starts until the home team. Yeah, home team loses. And, you know, the Warriors, they, they're going to take care of business at the Chase Center. They're not losing. Yeah. Um, now, if the Kings come in and win a game, if they go in 2-0, say they lose game three to the Warriors at Chase Center, but then they win game four, oh, this is over. <laughs> this is over. Like, there, there's no shot. Yeah, I really like their the Kings game plan, though. I like it a lot. They're not scary yeah. at all. No, De'Aaron is going at these dudes. Mm-hmm. And he's playing good D, too. Oh, he's a great mode. Him and going into the uh the Suns Clippers game. Uh Devin Booker was looking like one of the best defenders out there. Like he I know everyone hates when they talk about Kobe and him, but Kobe was a defensive guard as well. And mm-hmm. he could score the ball like crazy. And D Book, I know people hate the comparison, but that looked like the closest thing to Kobe Bryant <laughs> right there. The way he was playing game one. I, although they lost, mm-hmm. shout out to Russ. Because Russ, even though he played horrible, well, scoring-wise. Score, yeah. Defense. But he good. did everything else for that team, dude. Everything else. I loved it. Like, you couldn't really take him out of the game. But his, but a lot of his shots weren't that bad. He just missed a ton of layups. Maybe there was a couple of threes that were like, ah, eh, you probably should have taken. Well, a lot of his shots were like inside the paint. You just got made. Yeah. He's been like, doing he that all year. He'd be aggressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Also, I hate these people on Twitter. They're like, oh, KD has to hold the ball more. Give KD the ball. While you have Aiton, who's a pretty good roller to the basket, you have Chris Paul, probably the best pick and roll point guard probably ever. Right. And if you put Kevin Durant in the corner as a shooter, bro, on defense, that defender can't play in the middle and play the pick and roll. You're going to have a lob every single time. It's either you have Kevin Durant wide open, who's a great three point shooter, or you have a lob to Aiton every single time. Yeah. And especially when Kevin Durant has only played eight games with the team, or I don't know, eight, 10 games, he's barely played. So you got to keep the guys that have been around in that system kind of comfortable and kind of do the things that they've been doing their whole season. And then if you just plug in place, just have him in the corner, that's so much better for him. Yep. And from there, he's going to And he could be so a decoy. To go do whatever, exactly. Like, I don't yep. know why people were, like, saying stuff like that. Because I'd rather have Durant in the corner than Chris Ball as a shooter. Like, Absolutely. Um, um, these no, I'm are, I'm with you. <laughs> they got your boy. They got your crazy. blood boiling, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the Nets don't really have a closer. Kind of like the Knicks, they don't have a closer. They almost blew that game. You would think. I mean, Brunson is kind of that now. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he, he, yeah, he he's on considered he was. for them. I give him that. Yeah, like but that's think, the captain for them. <laughs> I think it was more the Cavs' defense being bad. Because mm. on that layup he scored at the end, the dude just gave him – you know Brunson's a lefty. He gave him the whole left side. Right. Like, he was literally – like, his hips were wide open, like, giving him the lane. It wasn't even yeah. like he cut him off. Like, I guess maybe they did that because, like, 
Aaron Allen was in like the middle spot. Like his guy, I don't even know who he's guarding. Maybe yeah. you say he was guarding Robinson or whoever. His guy was out in the corner. Like that's not re- really his rotation to go out in the corner. Like he doesn't have to go out there. Whoever's right. at the wing, he can just go down in that situation. But Jared Allen never came over. So maybe that was like, maybe that's what they were supposed to do. Maybe that was the whole game plan was to have a shot blocker come over and try to stop him because Jalen Brunson's really not that tall. No. And when he never came over and he had that whole lane, that's easy for him. That's He's never going to miss that shot. No. But, you know, that's what I was saying. Like, Brunson's really the guy for them. Like, he, he's the general. He's the floor general. And I yeah. think for him, like, it's it's important that the team knows, too, that that's mm-hmm. the closer. You know, you can go to Julius, but I, I'd i rather have yeah. it in Brunson's hands. Yeah. He's he's too wild in certain situations, yeah. especially at end of games. He's kind of like a Westbrook a little bit. Like, at the end of the games, you're just, like, praying that he doesn't, like, have a turnover, like, do something right. stupid. Right. But the other 45 minutes of the game, he's chilling. Like, he can hoop, he can do whatever. He just hasn't had that huge playoff game yet. No, and I think, like, bro, the first off, the garden's going to be rocking. Like, yeah. the next. But I was telling someone this the other day, like, yeah, like, the Knicks, like, yes, the garden's going to be rocking, but player, away teams love playing in the garden. Oh, man. 100%. So you're going to – Donovan's gonna just have a blast playing in there. Like we already saw it with Trey Young. Like it, it's about to say that, yeah. Yeah. So I, I can see Donovan doing something wild in the garden. Oh, hundred percent. And like while I'm working, I'm kinda lucky that like I go on deliveries. So mm. especially today, I was like had sports radio on. And like yeah. a lot of these dudes, they're like Oh, just let Donovan Mitchell score. Like the Cavs have no chance. You're just like, what? He could easily win. That's the, that's the man that just dropped series. seventy this year. You want him he to just score? Let him score? Like that? Oh, that made no sense. All right. The dude that said that works for MSG and is an announcer. Oh, like geez. the Cavs, the Cavs bench probably isn't as good as I thought, but still, like. The Knicks don't have this series locked up at all, even though they did the hardest part of winning one away game. Yeah. But Donovan Mitchell's good, dude. No, nah, he's he's great. <laughs> and even they have um other dudes that could easily score forty. Darius so, Garland. I which know. I wonder yeah. about him because Darius Garland hasn't seemed like himself lately. I don't know if he – I mean, I'm sure he probably has some sort of nagging, like, injuries happening right now like everyone else. Um, his may just be worse. Who knows? But, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I was looking at. I was looking at Darius Garland, really, that game. And he just didn't seem like himself. He seemed like a shell of himself to me. Um, so I'm hoping he gets more involved for the Cavs. And, you know, and I hope they – LeBert, too. But LeBert, he's been doing that ever since he got to Cleveland, honestly. Like, he hasn't seemed like the same guy from Brooklyn that, you know, was had that quick first step. Ever since he had that injury in Indiana, you know, like, mm-hmm. he hasn't came back to having that quick first step. You know, the guy that we saw, that was like, he was explosive, man. Like, I, I was really thinking that he was going to take off for, you know, just in the league period. I mean, he yeah. it started being becoming the guy in Indiana, and then that injury happened. 
And then now you just see this is who he is today. It's kind of like Victor Oladipo for us. Yeah. You know, it's the same That's situation true. where, like, Victor Oladipo just lost his explosiveness, and he didn't even, he got a DMP last game, you know? Yeah. Especially in the game when Hero gets hurt. And, and we go to Duncan like, Robinson over first. you. Yeah. Like, I understand we want spacing and we want shooters on the floor, but for him to still not even get in the rotation after dunk, after uh, Tyler goes down, that's yeah, that's pretty rough. But I don't want to go back to Miami. I said enough about them. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, they take care of business on Wednesday. Uh, I'm pretty finally, surprised. we got the lake. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, um, well, I think the, the Cavs letting Kevin Love go is hurting them this season. Or not this season, this series. Mm. The Knicks bullied them pretty bad. And like yeah. they really need like that dude to get rebounds and like to play tough. Well, that yeah. Was all, but... No, yeah, no, no, you're good. I, I was just thinking to myself because like Kevin Love had like 18 and eight for us the other day, and like I, <laughs> I, I don't. It's very good, and it just makes me nervous because I'm like, man, like I hope we don't think we can depend on that happening. Like yeah. everything that happened that first game, like I don't know if we can. So like I don't know if we can sustain that. Yeah, I don't know if we can sustain that. So we, we gotta see what happens. Because Kevin Love, man, he he was playing his ass off. So I agree with you. Like well, you know, you get like the situation right now. Can those yeah. players do the same thing in game two? Right, and you're missing that championship DNA, right? Like that's a champion. Yeah. Like that's someone that knows what it takes to get there. He came back from a three-one deficit in the in the, in the NBA Finals. Like, that's someone you're missing yeah. on your bench to just be in, you know, uh, Karis LeVert's ear. Um, yeah. You know, someone – you just need that voice, man. Bets are important, and a lot of teams are getting rid of bets in that role, and yeah, you can't you can't do that, man. Like, you got to make yeah. sure you have someone that's been to the mountaintop and back. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, so lastly, uh, we can just get into the Grizzlies-Lakers real quick. Um you know, obviously the big news. And, I mean, same thing with uh, Giannis. Uh, you know, John Morant getting injured, hurting his wrist, hurting his hand. Uh, really, more so his fingers than anything. Um, and who knows what's going to happen with that. It's sounding – it's not sounding good. It's sounding like he's going to be out again. And this will be the second year in a row that John Morant goes down in the playoffs, man. and. It, it's giving me D Rose. Not gonna lie to you, yeah. I'm starting to think of Derrick Rose. They have a similar playing style. Uh, you know, it was around this time of D Rose's career where things started happening like this. Um, not that it's like career and uh, career altering injuries that John's getting right now, but yeah, up, yeah, up, dude. Yes, man. Um, but the Lakers. I mean, Austin Reeves, man, what a what a what a dog, what a dog, Rui Hachimura, yo, twenty nine points off the bench, outscored the Grizzlies bench by himself. I mean, the the, the Grizzlies bench only had twenty four points total. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. Lakers, I think the Lakers have this sealed up. I think it's gonna be yeah. over in probably. Four, it should be four if Ja doesn't return. Yeah, um, but yeah. injury or whatever the hell that was, that was weird. Oh, bro. <laughs> what the hell is that? 
so tired of this guy. <laughs> what, what, what are you playing? Paper blown. What is it? What's the saying? Paper, glass skin. What is it? Glass skin. Glass. <laughs> Yo, glass bones, paper skin. That's AD, bro. Facts. Yeah, literally the SpongeBob meme or the SpongeBob episode of that <laughs> dude that was just completely broken answering the door. That's Anthony Davis saying he couldn't feel his arm, man. That's crazy, but it was also crazy that uh, I saw like a workout video with it was like Austin Reeves and Phil Handy, and oh like, yeah, the pick and roll situation. Yeah, the crosses. Like, the yeah, fourth quarter. I was like, I thought that was pretty sick. The straight cone work, bro. Straight yeah. cone work. Phil and, Handy's and, nice. Phil Handy's great. That was such a big pickup for the Lakers, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, just having that player development on the sideline at all times, and you just getting that cone work in every day with one of the best. Like, I, I love it. And, and and I just love the fact that, you know, the Lakers are just coming together at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. And how many and, games can you actually say that LeBron didn't do too much in the fourth quarter in the game, in the playoff game that they won? Man, yeah. <laughs> I, I look, man, it's looking, they're looking dangerous. I hope they keep it up. Um, but you just never know with these guys. They're just one, one 80 is just one slip and fall away for this team just being bad again. And, yeah, you know, LeBron, I, I hope, I hope that they stay healthy because we need a Steph versus LeBron playoff series again. Just for the culture. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think the Kings are good. Okay, well, quick. Let's do quick little, you know, predictions, I guess. Mm -hmm. We might have done this already, but now that we are one game in for every series, do you feel differently about – Lakers Grizzlies, it sounds like we both have the Lakers going on. Yeah. Um, Warriors Kings. Where are you at it, with it? I'm still Warriors, but definitely closer. Okay. I'm I'm Kings. I'm Kings with it. Um Suns Clippers. I'm still going Suns, but the Clippers that was a they that was a great first game for them. Yeah. They have so many shooters. Oh my god. Yeah. Kawhi? Kawhi's looking like the Raptors Kawhi. Yeah, he he's like, getting back in his in his bag. <laughs> for low key the last like ten games. He's been playing like crazy. And he has a better team this time too. Yeah. This is a way better team than that Raptor, Raptors twenty nineteen team to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like you you giving twenty nineteen Kawhi vibes again and you're also on a better team with better supporting cast. Yeah, like, I, mean, uh, I still have the Suns because of Kevin Durant, but I didn't mm. think Kawhi was going to play at this level. So uh, I kind of want to go Clippers now because the Suns bench is pretty bad. It's horrible. The Clippers are just looking – and I thought Paul George's injury would hurt them a lot more, but it didn't really seem like it did. No, I mean, if Russ continues to do what he just did, then, you know, and, and, and he's more efficient – uh, mm-hmm. on the in the in the field, like they have a legit shot. I mean, they always had a shot, but 
Yeah, they legitimately or... could like do some damage. And honestly, I would love nothing would please me more than to see the Clippers play the Lakers in the conference finals. Oh, that'd be wild. That'd be pretty sick. That would be sick. There's just so many like cool storylines this year that could yeah. happen. Um, Nuggets, Timberwolves. We both got Denver. Yeah. Uh, Celtics, Celtics. Um, Seventy Sixers, Nets. I think we're both going Philly there. Yeah. Cavs, Knicks. I'm going Knicks. Really? Uh, I don't know. I still like the Cavs, but the Knicks kind of bitched on that first game. But they almost lost it, too, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can really trust the Knicks at the end of the game, but Mitchell Robinson was really good. I like him. He was crazy good on the boards. So, and But the Cavs have two seven-footers, and they still got – still was terrible on the boards. So, I don't know. Maybe you could say that they're young – and give them benefit of doubt a little bit, but uh, I don't know. I think Mobley's, a, Mobley's a year away. Mobley's a year away. He yeah. has some more development to do, more meat on his bones he needs to put on, but yeah. he's 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 almost there. Um, yeah, game two is gonna be a dog fight for sure. That's the most important playoff game, game two for like any of the teams, I think. I, I mean, I'm biased, but the Bucks. If they go down 2-0, bro, it's over. Uh, I, yeah, bro, say, we're, we're going back to Miami and say, man. say hypothetically Giannis doesn't play or doesn't play to his caliber, but then yeah. you, I think he's the type of player that can come back from 2-0 for this. Well, he, oh, he's, he's done it already. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's done it already. But I think it's the fact that like that's not. First off, they they're down to a O two, um, when they had home court advantage. True. As the one seed, and they like they have all the pressure on them. Miami That's has fair. no pressure on them at all. And now we're gonna if, if we potentially go up two O and go into go home to our fans, like who our fans only show up when the playoffs come out, come around. Yeah. So like, we're about to go home to the actual, like, bro, I don't know. Like, I think the Bucks are definitely in trouble if they go down 2-0. And if Giannis is like injured, like actually injured, because it says not only his back, it says his wrist too. So it's oh, like, yeah, oh, I mean, he has more going on than what they're leading on. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. Oh, well, that last yeah, well, Heat Bucks. I'm gonna go <laughs> after all that. I'm still gonna say the Bucks. I'm still gonna say the Bucks. I'm not taking. I'm not taking Miami over the Bucks. <laughs> kind of a reverse psychology thing, you know. Uh, hoping, <laughs> hoping for the best there, but you know, my my, I gotta go with my head here, and my head is definitely telling me the Bucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got Bucks. Cool. Um, uh, last thing. Uh, I saw that we had our poll posted for best team since the 2000s, and not a soul voted for the other team. <laughs> well, who was it again? I forgot. Uh, it was the 08 Celtics who ended up being 100% in the poll versus the 2014 Clippers, dude. 
And yeah, I yeah, we could have done a better job with the pairing there. That was bad. <laughs> that, that, was, that was a slaughter. Um, no complaints here for me. Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, when you look at them, it's not that bad. Like the Clippers, the Clippers were the Clippers, man. But when it didn't help that Doc Rivers the same week as like, yeah, that team had no shot of winning anything because we didn't like each other. Like it didn't help that he says that the same week we had our little, yeah, yeah. So thanks, Doc. (laughs) But he coached both teams. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, no, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he sure did. And, he, and, you know, he did a great job. He did all he could with the Clippers, man. The Clippers were just a dumpster fire towards the end there. But, um, yeah, he did all he could. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I think we'll wrap it up here. Sure. Watch the rest of these playoffs. Brooklyn's down nine. I'm sorry, bro. That's it. Uh, we didn't get destroyed. That is true. Yeah, that's true. That's Brooklyn isn't that bad. Like they're actually not bad at all, and they funny. should be horrible. It's, it's kind of funny to say it now after all that what happened this year. But you can kind of say like, "Hey, you get one piece, like we could be really good." Bro, literally, like you guys <laughs> like, don't have a single star player on this team, yeah. and they're still like solid, man. Like very solid, like. This is the most role player team I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they 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 literally have like everything they need to be a contender if they just get the right pieces. Yeah. Bridges, I, I've never seen anything like it. Bridges hundred percent will be an all star next year. Oh yes. Oh like, yes. He's, he's gonna average like twenty six next year. <laughs> so I don't know, you never know. Get one or two more guys, trade a couple guys, you never know. Yeah, and Sean Marks I, I, isn't afraid from trading a dude, so who knows? Let's see what happens. Yeah, a team like this where they lose three like generational players in the span of two seasons, for them to land where they landed, I mean, bravo, <laughs> bruh. Yeah, and thank God Bridges like stepped up because if he like played pretty bad, we'd be kind of SOL. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's single handedly making this look like he's making Brooklyn look like they're like Confident. not crazy. Yeah, like they don't know, like they know what's going on. Like, because if it it would have been a really tough scene in Brooklyn if they would have traded for all these dudes and Bridges wasn't hooping and you let and you let KD walk. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Looking forward to this game tonight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this Warriors uh, King series. Definitely my favorite series so far. (laughs) Uh, Well, besides Miami, of course. (laughs) But um, yeah, bro, we'll uh, we'll get into it all uh, again next week. Yes, sir.